Originating from the studios in the Pride Roofing University Center, this is KSLU Hammond. to talk Lion Hoops. This is Inside Southeastern Basketball with David Kieford. We take you out now to Rainbow Daiquiris. And we are live from Rainbow Daiquiris in beautiful Hammond, America. This is Inside Southeastern Basketball with head coach David Kiefer. Good evening, everyone. I'm Mark Willoughby. I'll be your host for this evening and each and every Tuesday night right here throughout the basketball season right here at Rainbow Daiquiris uh, as we take an inside look at all the happenings within the Southeastern Basketball Program. If you're driving around, you'd like to join us, uh, you're listening to us on the radio and you want to wind down after a long day of work, come on by Rainbow Daiquiris located at 14384 West Thomas Street, just down uh, from Walmart, right across from Rouse's. We're going to go ahead and step away. When we come back, we'll be joined by the man of the hour, Southeastern head basketball coach David Kiefer. You're listening to Inside ba Southeastern Basketball on the Southeastern Sports Radio Network, back after this timeout. Rainbow Daiquiris is a proud location sponsor of the David Kiefer Radio Show and this broadcast on the Southeastern Sports Radio Network. Rainbow Daiquiris has been serving the Hammond area since 1984. Located at 14384 West Thomas Street in Hammond, Rainbow Daiquiris offers a variety of daiquiris and beer plus pool tables. With late hours, Rainbow Daiquiris is proud to support Lion Athletics and this broadcast on the Southeastern Sports Radio Network. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for providing the facilities to meet my health and nutritional needs in order for me to be the best student athlete I can be. For making game day experiences go from ordinary to extraordinary. For allowing me to meet new people and build lifelong friendships while competing at the school I love. For giving me the resources to pursue my degree and the ability to excel in the classroom. For helping me look my best as I compete and achieve my goals. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Lion Nation, for your support. You help make a difference in the daily lives of more than 300 student athletes wearing Southeastern green and gold. We couldn't do it without you. Your favorite coaches club is available through the Lion Athletics Association by phone at area code 985-549-5091. Also available online at www.lionup.com. For everything about Southeastern athletics, including schedules, live game coverage, and stats, visit lionsports.net. Daiquiris, what a great night it is for 
Southeastern basketball as uh, David Kiefer joins us here on Inside Southeastern Basketball with uh, head coach David Kiefer and coach um, tough week last week. Of course, I wasn't able to, to be on the show last week, but, uh, you know, a tough start. You, you guys have dropped four in a row, and I know that's not something um, uh, you guys are about. I know that, but you, you bounced back at a big one last night. We'll talk about that, but let's talk about the week coming up. You went one and one since last week, and uh, welcome, good to see you again. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. First off, uh, appreciate Coach Rohn filling in for me last week, and obviously uh, our guy here, uh, Richard, uh, filling in for, for you last week. You were sick. I was on the road recruiting, and everything kind of got switched around because it was supposed to be Tuesday, and it flipped to Wednesday because the ice storm, and then Wednesday I was already planned to go to a game out by Houston. Um, so we kind of – everybody was able to next man up mentality and, and, and make it – a big shout-out to yeah. Richard, yeah. no doubt. Shout-out, Rich. Um, but, yeah, you know, it was uh, frustrating, you know, um, the last couple weeks – you know, with, with, with how our team was performing and not, you know, get on the win side of, uh, of the column. But, um, you know, last night felt a whole lot better. And it just it felt like our team, it felt like our guys getting our mojo back a little bit. And um, it, it felt good. I know it puts a, a pep in everybody's step when you get a big win over yeah. a, you know, a rival and a good basketball team. We'll talk about that ball game coming up. But, you know, we, you know and again, there are no excuses. We, we know that. But, uh you know, let's talk about the schedule and the start of the schedule. We, it's well documented, just the start on the road, three mm -hmm. in a row on the road uh, against the best teams in the league, basically. Yeah. You come home, you play Tom, uh, Texas A&M Corpus Christi, who's having a great year as well. And you guys are right there in all three of those games, and then all of a sudden it just you just kind of get worn down. It showed up a little bit last week or on Saturday against Texas A&M Commerce, and they came to town just just kind of hit that wall. Yeah, I think we just it was just a letdown. The first time in a couple of years where – I think that was the first time I looked at our team and I looked at the bench and, I, and our coaches like, like, we're not competing. They're beating us for 50-50 balls. We're getting beat on the glass. Like, I could care less that we're jumping up and making a shot or missing a shot sometimes. You know, you want to make shots, but our MO has been about competing, playing hard, playing with energy, playing with fire. And that, that wasn't our basketball team that night. And, um, you know, the players had our player-only meeting. We had a talk. We watched film. The guys held themselves accountable. You know, that's one of our core values is accountability. And the guys, you know, we got good leadership, you know, as, as bad as it, it kind of started off. And some of the things, like, like I told our guys, I know we're going to come back. I don't care what our record is right now. It's a marathon, not a sprint. I know I believe in this team. There's no other team that I'd have. There's no other roster I'd rather have than this roster. Um, the guys came in because easily could have laid it down. You know, after that commerce game, not everybody could start pointing the fingers and, and be a split locker room and not um, – and just, you know, woe is me a mentality, you know, but that's easy. It's easy to, to, to point fingers. It's easy not to come and practice today and, and bring it and, and blame somebody else. The hard thing is to, to go pull your pants, you know, put your pants back on and go to work. You know, let's, let's, let's go on to the next one. We didn't bring good energy. I think we just talked about all week or all, all day Sunday, just starting fast, starting fast, bringing energy. If you're coming, if you're sitting on the bench, you're on the sideline, you're bringing energy. You're talking about um, wh whatever the, the scouting report is involved, and the guys just everybody being laser focused, bringing juice, bringing energy, and um, I think our guys did that. The response that we saw that that was the team that I'm used to coaching. You know, we didn't have the best offensive night. We didn't shoot the ball great from the three point line. We had some critical turnovers, but we we were we were uh, it was 12 to six and 50 50 balls for the game. They got some offensive rebounds, but they they shot they shot a ton of threes, and, and you know that happens when you when you shoot a ton of threes like that. But I felt we defended, we were active. Um, we pushed the ball when we needed to. We slowed it down when we needed to. And um, most importantly, I just thought, you know, Alec Woodard 
four minutes to game go in the game. Now Alec Woodard's over there throwing up. A minute later, he runs back in the game, goes and gets two steals and hits a three. Um, Roscoe, Roscoe Eastman, after the game, has got a hurt shoulder. He's got a sprained ankle and knee and his bloody lip. You know, Nick Caldwell is all scratched up, makes a huge diving floor. We were just making winning basketball plays, and um, that's what a senior-led group is supposed to do, and that's what I've expected from our team all along, and, um, you know, it was good to see that last night. Well, certainly, in a, you know, the, the epitome of, uh, I guess, the, the two separate basketball games, and let's dive a little bit back into that game. You know, we won't spend a lot of time on Saturday, but just – you know, the Commerce comes in here, you know, they had, they had yet to win a conference game, I guess, and you know, they come in and their best player is not playing statistically and, and kind of like you guys are right there. It's like a two-point game. And they were, I think they were one for their first 11 or 12 shooting threes. And all of a sudden, right before the half, they ran in about three or four in a row, get a little bit of distance, and then all of a sudden they couldn't miss. Mm -hmm. And just talk about that. I mean, what, what do you do about that when a team shoots the lights out? Um, you know, if you really go back and look at it, because you know they make they would made twelve threes or something. I don't have the stats in front of me, but I High think as a, as a percent, yeah, they, they didn't shoot a great percentage. I just thought everything we were late to, it, it, as we call it, late and lazy. We were late and lazy to everything. You know, just every pass that was made. You know, we're playing a kind of a matchup zone now, which is different. But that doesn't mean because we're in a zone that you're not contesting everything. We're not pressuring. We're not guarding. We're not bothering. We're not making it. We're not. You know, that game, we, one of our mottos is make him worried about you and not whatever play they're running. So we're in, guys. We're pressuring. We're bothering them. And we didn't do that at all Saturday. So it doesn't matter with your man, if it's switch defense. It doesn't matter what you're in. If you're not playing with energy, you're not, you're not fighting. And, um, you know, like we talked about in the beginning of the show, and no disrespect to Commerce because that's a good basketball team. You're talking about a team that goes at St. Joe's in the beginning yeah. of the year and wins at their place, um, has McNeese down 15 first game of the year in the Commerce play and loses late in the game. We all know what wh how good that basketball team can be. And then they lose their, their best players. They start us slow. We, we play the top teams in the league that everybody's – and because of our preseason rankings, we're everybody's Super right. Bowl, which is great. Um, that's We wouldn't want it any other way. But we start out with those teams, and then you come into a team that hasn't won a game. Now, all of a sudden, right before the game, you hear their best players. And I just think our guys put their guard down, which it's conference play. Like, you can never put your guard down. It doesn't matter if it's Meeks, McNeese, Commerce. It's a faceless opponent. You never put your guard down. Our guys' guards were down. We didn't come out and fight. And I just it – just it, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was very disappointing, disheartening as a coach to watch that game Saturday. But there's nothing like as a coach or a parent to see – a great response from a team. When you challenge your team, when you challenge your son, when you challenge your player, whatever it is, and watch them grow and change and rise to the uh, rise to the challenge. And I thought our guys did that on Monday because we could have easily did the same thing on Monday and just let this snowball, but it's not going to. Yeah, tough loss on Saturday, 68 to 52 to Texas A&M Commerce. They, they ended up shooting a high volume of threes, 12 out of 34. Uh, you guys, you know, three of 15, so right there, 27 point advantage at the three-point line, you turn it over 16, they turn it over 11. I think those are the two stats I think that really just jump out. Yeah, for me it was just game. our size overall compared to their size, you know, and, and wanting to play inside out, wanting to score at the rim, wanting to dominate the rebounding battle, two things that we didn't do. And um, that was that was the part that, you know, that was the key to the game for me, you know, and the, and the turnovers, the live ball turnovers, which – you know, we're, we're, we're good when the ball is going inside out for us. You know, we're a good shooting team when we're not hunting that three-point line. When the ball touches the paint first, when we get a blow by, when we get Big Fellow to touch the ball and we kick it out, that's when we can really make shots. When we're, when we're playing from the perimeter in, we're not nearly as good basketball team. 
I know that one's not a lot of fun to talk about. We're going to turn the page on Texas A&M Commerce, the Southeastern um, fell 68 to 52. I'm Mark Willoughby. He's David Kiefer. We are live from Rainbow Daiquiris on Inside Southeastern Basketball. We're going to step away. We'll come back and we're going to dive into some some good news. A big win last night and uh, a big turnaround for this Lion basketball team and a way to, way to answer and and talk about some growth. Right after this timeout, you're listening to Lions Bas Inside Southeastern Basketball with head coach David Kiefer, right here on 90.9 The Lion. Hi, I'm Kathy Bates. As a two-time cancer survivor, I know a cancer diagnosis can feel like the walls are closing in. You must also consider the threats you don't see coming, like LE, lymphedema, a chronic disease often brought on by cancer treatment that leaves many with a lifetime of swelling and pain. If you're facing cancer, I urge you to discuss lymphedema with your doctor. With knowledge and action, we can learn and live. Learn more at lymphaticnetwork.org. Crescent Bar, a proud sponsor of Southeastern Athletics on the Southeastern Sports Radio Network, has served Hammond and the surrounding areas since 1938. The Crescent Bar offers an assortment of beers, wines, and liquors, and features pool tables. The Crescent Bar is located in downtown Hammond at 110 West Thomas Street. The telephone number is area code 985-345-7636. The Crescent Bar, another proud sponsor of Southeastern Athletics on the Southeastern Sports Radio Network. What's up, everybody? I just wanted to hop on and chat about something that needs to be discussed. Railroad safety. Being near tracks and trains is dangerous and illegal. It's never worth the risk. Every three hours in the U.S., a person or vehicle is hit by a train. Trains are a lot quieter than you think they are, and it's tough to judge their speed. Whether you have five or five million followers, you can stop track tragedies. Visit OLI.org to learn more. Welcome back to Inside Southeastern Basketball with head coach David Kiefer. We are live from Rainbow Daiquiris right here in Hammond, America. Man, read behind the bar and uh, serving up uh, all your frozen concoctions that will help you hang on. As uh, we are here with David Kiefer and coach, you know, we're going to turn the page on Texas A&M Commerce, and you had to turn it quickly because you turn right around you know, your Southland Conference uh, schedule format. You go Saturday, Monday, and in comes a – a very talented team, and I think you should look at it on paper. I think their overall record not great because their pre-conference schedule tough like everybody else's. But they had won three in a row, had a huge, I mean, a big win over UNO uh, coming in. They were three and two. It's a very talented basketball team. When you see them warm up on the floor coming out, uh, they look apart. They're long, athletic, and you're going, uh oh, here we go again. And you know, got off to, uh, you know, it was a grueling start back and forth early, but just talk about the response of your team. I know you talked, touched on it a little bit before the break, but just talk about how your team responded. Yeah, probably one of the last teams you want to play at that moment when you when you lose a couple, right? You know, Northwestern State, besides McNeese, one, one of the hottest teams in the conference, winning three in a row, got a, what, like a 30-point win at UNO, they had another 20-point win. Um, but it, they just – it. it Going from the Commerce game where you feel like you had a team of zombies to going into this game where Northwestern State has got some – you watch the tape and they started out horrible beginning of the year. They, they made three rosters adjustments, three of their best players. They kicked off the team and it was all of a sudden their team had new life and you could tell that there was something holding that team back. And you watch the last five games in the film, those the, the athleticism, the length, how hard they play, um, and just with a little bit of just looseness and confidence – 
um, the exact opposite of what I felt from our team against the Texas A&M Commerce game. So I, I, was, I, I said, all right, this is good. But we're going to find out if we really do have a championship team because if we go out there and do the same thing that we did Saturday, this team's going to destroy you because these guys have confidence. These guys are athletic. They're more, they're, uh, you know, again, nothing to Commerce. They're more talented than Commerce is. And, and if we go out there and do the same thing, uh, you're going to put yourself in a hole that we won't be able to recover from. Um, and the guys, we had a great practice. We had a great scoot around. Um, and just from the start, even though we got down a little bit early, but I just felt confident with our team the entire game because we just played. We nonstop the entire game, you know, did some stupid things, did, you know, did it, basketball is imperfect, so you're not going to play the perfect game. But we played the entire game all night, every possession. I thought our guys just competed. And when you do that, the ball just bounces your way. You know, in commerce, you go back to the commerce game, that, that ball just seemed to always bounce their way. Well, they were competing. They were playing harder than us. The ball finds you when you when you play hard. And the ball was just finding us because we were outplaying them. And that says a lot because uh, you watch Northwestern State and anybody right now, they're the one of the hardest playing teams in the conference. So for us to do that, uh, again, I was really proud of our team's response. And I want to see this just continue. And I thought for me it started on the opening tip. It looked like yeah. they're going to win the tip. And, and, and Alec Woodard, Alec Woodard steals. steals it. Yeah. And you go and score. And mm -hmm. uh, all of a sudden you're playing from the front. And you yeah. got a, off to a good start. And that's I know, something that's plagued your team you know, most of the year. Poor starts. You get yeah. off to a pretty good start. And you're, you're kind of right there. But just talk about Alec Woodard's play. Oh, my gosh. How much that guy's grown. And, and um, you know, it's tough sometimes because sometimes he doesn't play well. And he's such a hard kid to, like, yell at and coach hard because – you're talking about like one of the best human beings of all time. You know what I mean? You just talk to the guy. You you know he's going to be a CEO of a company one day. You know, graduated from Austin P in three years. He's going to have his master's in business from Southeastern, and he's three point whatever. You know all that, and he just never just does what he's supposed to do every single day. Um, that guy is you know just the ultimate teammate. Could care less if he has zero or fifteen, but he goes out there. I think he gets sixteen, six rebounds. He gets five. Big steals. Um, like I said, there's four and a half minutes to go in the game, and, I, and I, they have to sub him out, and he's over at the trash can. I turn around, like, what's Alec? Can you get him in? And he's over there putting one finger up in there, like, give me a minute <laughs> as he's throwing up. Wow. Finishes throwing up, wipes his face, and runs back into the game just to get a steal and a rebound. Um, you know, and we talked about winning is hard, man. Like, if, if you don't hurt after the game, then you – you didn't do what you're supposed to do. Winning's not easy, and, and our guys felt it after the game, and that's what it's supposed to be like in a conference game, in a rivalry game. You're supposed to feel, um, you're supposed to feel that. This is a ball game. Again, you guys got off to, to a good start, got, got out in front, kind of went nip and tuck back and forth. All of a sudden, they go on like a 26 run or something like that. They go up by 10, about two and a half minutes left to go in a half, and it looks like, uh-oh, here we're maybe going again. And yeah. And uh, then all of a sudden your team responded with a 9-0 run to close the half. Yeah, and not to put anybody out on the island because, you know, we got they're all kids, but we had somebody in there and just there was about four possessions in a row where we just couldn't get them out fast enough. And, and it was just four in a row of just easy missed assignment, scouting report stuff that it was bucket, bucket, bucket. And it was just like, man, when you get them out and all of a sudden we kind of calm everything down, we made a couple adjustments defensively, tried to turn them over, and it worked out for us. Um, I credit the assistant coaches. They they, they, they 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 said about putting a little different press in a couple times. We get back-to-back -back steals, hit a three, and um, then Alec misses the, the layup right there at the buzzer to go up by one in a matter of two minutes from ten. Um, but, yeah, it, and that's when I go back to the get beginning of the conversation. Like, at no point, even when they went on that run, we never stopped competing, playing. It, it, the guys just played all night long. So I, it just, I felt comfortable. Those, mis those 
things that on that run, those were 100% scouting report, lack of detail and focus for an individual. And, and we were able to come right back and battle through that. Now, I think obviously anybody who's followed this team this year realizes obviously no Chino Paez. Now your depth has taken yeah. a little bit of a hit. So uh, you're relying on some guys. You come off the bench, you have to play a lot of guys. You got to give guys rest. But I thought Dylan Canneville came in, gave you some energy, gave you some just some athleticism around the rim. I mean, you know, wasn't pretty, but he gets five points and just was active uh, against their inside guys. And then Max Brackman gave you a couple of pretty good minutes. Again, just taking up space. And just talk about them coming off the bench. Um, you know, Brody Roberry struggled to score a little bit. You know, he does so many other things that people don't see Brody from, from uh, a leadership standpoint, from understanding our defense, from talking to putting people in right spots, from passing. Um, and, and he hasn't scored it tremendously. He's been in a little bit of foul trouble. But, you know, those guys, and again, it's not surprising because every day, Max Brackman is an everyday dude. You know, an everyday guy, and it's not surprising he goes in there and just does what he's supposed to do. And um, we make it real simple for him: go out there and you know, whoever's guarding the point guard, just take that guy's head off and just screen him over and over again. And and it's funny when he goes in there, like the rest of the game, the guy's just got his head on a swivel, and you don't really have that ball pressure. Um, and Max, you know, it's I think is on us as a staff to just every game just be able to find him some like some minutes like that and and get him in a, in a groove a little bit, but. You touched on Dylan Cannibal. Um, I think since Christmas, because since he got here, he's a JUCO guy, um, comes in as a uh, th with three years, not your typical two years. And I think he kind of just, it was a huge adjustment, um, just the Division One from high school and junior college to this, of what just the day-to-day, -day what you have to do. And um, he's just relied so much always on just his athleticism. And um, I think he's, he's just realizing how much more there is to it. And I think he thought he was just going to do the same thing here. And it just finally was right when he came back from Christmas, it was a, like a light clicked on. And it's usually around that time for junior college guys where they figure it out right around Christmas. Luckily, this guy's a sophomore, so he's got two more years after this. Because usually the JUCO guys, by the time they figure it out and they're done, you know, but Dylan's got a whole nother year. And, and we talked about Dylan. When we recruited Dylan, we recruited him very same, similar as Roger McFarland. said, Dylan, you're going to come here, and we're the way you play is you get 50-50 balls, rebounds, and try to block shots. I don't need you shooting threes. I don't think need you worry about scoring. You need to be our enforcer. You need to be the tough guy. And, you know, it's he's starting to uh, buy into that role. You know, we, we don't get caught up in the stats. You affect the game by being the best athlete on the floor and some of these blocks that he's getting in training. We've, we haven't had a guy like that for a, a little while, and, and we just continue to work. And I think that's one thing that our, our, pr our staff, I think, is the best in the conference at is since we've been here, we get guys better. And in three years from now, that's, M that's Moses Greenwood. That's a good, a good compliment there. Uh, obviously, Moses Greenwood. My and now, now I say that. <laughs> 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 Moses' mindset was – like, that guy was an everyday guy. Now, Dylan's done that since Christmas. Now, there's a huge, and I say his upside but is, the is that. talent package now, certainly is. Yeah, Dylan's done it for a month and a half. Moses did that for four years. Yes, he so, did. So, um, you know, Dylan's upside is that. You know, he's undersized. He's a, a tough guy. Now, way different personality and kid, but um, I think if he can just be an everyday guy, be obsessed with getting better, and just go to work and be humble, which I think he's totally capable of. Um, Dylan could be a really good player like Moses. And uh, another guy I thought that gave you some production off the bench, Avery Wilson came in, get you mm -hmm. four points. And yeah. I know uh, you had Brody away from the basket, getting a little lob pass down low yeah. for a layup, just a little bit of adjustment there. Mm -hmm. Talk about that. Yeah, no, Avery a Avery came in the first time that he came in, get brought great energy in life. I think got a, 
right right to the basket on a, on a, on a drive and then um, we noticed that Bush, the little 5'5 five five guy was on him and we got a little isolation post up play and Brody, again, just one of our better passers able to recognize it, see right over top of the defense, Avery went in there and you know got good position without pushing off and just turned and scored, didn't mess with the ball. Um, <coughs> and you know, and really, we took a charge to it. They called it a block, but I just he, he was active. He was flying around a little bit, and it's anytime you see him out there making plays, I'm just happy for him. For you know, a guy's been out for four years to see him going out there doing anything is just it's a miracle, really. Now let's talk about two guys that seem to always be there each and every night. You know, Nick Caldwell in the first half didn't play a lot of minutes. Uh, they had two fouls yeah. early, had to sit a little bit, but I think he had what 12 points, what it was in the first half, and. Uh, just kind of kept you right there. And of course, Roger McFarland doing Roger things uh, finishes the night with 18 points, 13 rebounds. Just continues uh, to grind. I, and he didn't get off to a great start in this ball game, but you look up and there he is. He's just making stuff happen. Talk and about those two guys. The epitome of Roger is the epitome of how we played. Like when I said we he, we just played the entire game. You know, go back to Commerce. Ro you go back to Ro Roger. Didn't stop playing against Commerce. Roger never stops playing hard. And and he always you, you watch him he always goes to the glass and you know he is anybody else you you look back at the game he's gonna take some shots you're like ah but man the guy gives you everything he got you know he he hits he hits the glass every single time he, he's relentless you know he wants to win and um, nothing surprises me that he does that on the floor just because he 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 plays every possession like it's last and, and Nick just. Just has a knack for scoring the basketball, you know. Um, hasn't rebounded it like I know he's capable of. You know, he had one rebound last game, but under two minutes to go, he gets the most important rebound of the game. And under four minutes to go, the toughness, the ball, 50-50 ball, clearly looks like the uh, Northwestern State player is going to get it. He dives on the floor, first is the ground, flips it to Alec, who and then flips it to Roscoe, who flips it to Alec, who gets the lob to Roger for the dunk that kind of sealed the game with a little under four minutes where you felt like, okay, there's no way they're going to beat us. And, it's a fifth-year senior making that play is, is huge for our basketball team. And of course, Roscoe Eastman, not probably statistically one of his better games, but oh, he, I mean, he's got beat up in this ball game. Yeah. He had to come out of the ball game one time, and uh, what was a shoulder, a rib, rib shoulder. shoulder. He, I mean, everything after the game, he he, he had iced up, and you couldn't have a, a happier guy in the locker room. Um, again, just like Alec Woodward, at Roscoe could care less if he he didn't even check in the game, which. That would never happen, but <laughs> he just wants to win. The guy's obsessed with winning. You know, he, people don't. Really, he came from Denver. You know, he transferred in from right. Denver. On that Denver basketball team, they were they were two and twenty nine, two and twenty nine, and he came here. And we in the first games that he played was the Southland Commerce tournament preseason tournament, yeah. and won three in a row, and, he, and we won the championship. Coach, we just won more games than I did <laughs> in my whole year last year. <laughs> Big upgrade for for Roscoe, but yeah, again, he just finds a way to. You know, he'll make a big shot when he has to, and he's gritty. He's uh, just, uh, again, like you said, a, a guy that goes out there and lays it on the line. He did last night and, and helped your team down the stretch. And, you know, the ball game was tight. It was 50-49, to 49, about 9-15 left in the game. This was a game of two big runs. You had two 11-0 runs, you know, one to close the half into the second half. And then, you know, again, with about halfway through the second half, you go on another 11-0 run to seal this thing, put it away. Yeah, and that's what good basketball teams have to do, especially the end of the halves. You want to see your team – playing and executing at its highest. You know, most of these games, and you go to every single Commerce game besides the Commerce game, um, and I guess last night, all of our games with five minutes to go, it's been a one or two possession game. So, you know, 
at the end of the day, it's going to come to half-court execution, offense and defense. Can, can you get stops and then rebound the ball and limit them to one shot? And then offensively, can you get the guy, the, the right people with the ball, getting the right shots at the end of the game and not turn the ball over? And um, I think that, you know, when you have a senior-led group, you expect that. And um, they, they were able to do that last night. These guys showed resiliency down the stretch. You held on to the lead. They hit a couple of big threes late. It looked yeah. like they were going to close the gap. And, and the big thing you did, you stepped to the free throw line and knocked yeah. down free throws. Yeah, they, they hit some Hail Mary threes there at the end that hadn't been kind of going in yeah. at the game. But, you know, I think we just – we didn't panic. You know, we didn't have – it wasn't a three and then a quick turnover for a layup. We made sure we got under a press break offense. Again, again, made sure we got it to Roger and Alec and Roscoe, guys that can make free throws and, uh, and, and not turn the ball over. So, you know, if you're trading baskets, it's not the end of the world when we win, and they got to get stops, and we weren't going to the line. We were, we were stealing the game by making free throws. So, you know, we, when you have that double-digit lead and under a minute to go, you'll trade three for two for a minute. You just got to knock every single one of them down and make sure you don't foul one of them shooters and just contest. And every single one of those shots that went in were all contested and four and five and six, seven feet behind the line, and we had to deal with that. We're going to dive uh, into the conference here when we come back after break, but is how important is it? I know it's – I don't have to ask, but to get to two and four instead of one and five, I mean, that's just huge, oh. uh, obviously. And, and again, uh, Northwestern was three and two. They were hot. Now they're three and three. And you look at the standings, and again, we'll take a look at them, but there's a lot of teams just kind of bunched up. It looks like you're, yeah. you're right there. Yeah, it, and it's – you know, we're so there's so, many, so much more life to this season, and everybody knows the – the Southland Conference is like this just about every year, and you usually got one team that kind of has a, th just their run. Um, and, and right now, for, for, for now, McNeese is making that run. But, um, you know, as the, as the games go along and just everything it gets tighter and tighter and there's going to be some teams that start falling off and, and start breaking apart, and you want to be peaking at the right time. Obviously, we don't want to start out one and four, but we want to make sure we're playing our best basketball in January and February and March especially. And um, I don't think we dig ourselves too big of a hole. And we just got to get make sure we, you know, the frustrating part is those are home games. You, you want to win your home games. But one thing we're used to is <laughs> playing play on the road. On the road right? we, 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 don't, we don't play home games. So these <laughs> upcoming road games coming up, like we've played at Dayton. We've played at, you know, uh, we've played at BYU. We've played at all these places, you know. So playing at Lamar and playing at Texas and Corpus Christi and at McNeese, you know, great crowd. Like, uh, our guys aren't affected by that. It's basketball at the end of the day, and we got to go on the road and steal a couple more. Well, we're going to come back. We're going to talk about the Southland Conference. We're going to step away, and we're, we are at Rainbow Daiquiri's here in downtown Hammond. It's inside Southeastern Basketball with head coach David Kiefer. We'll be back after this timeout on the Southeastern Sports Radio Network. I'm a college athlete. But you don't know where I was born, if I was raised in the city or suburbs. You don't know the color of my skin, whether I'm big or small, who I love, or if I'm rich, poor, or somewhere in the middle. But the good news is, it doesn't matter. Because as a college athlete, the only thing that does matter is that I have the skill and the drive to succeed in school and sports. Visit NCAA.org opportunity to learn more. Menino's Pharmacy is a full-service retail pharmacy with specialties in compounding, IV therapy, hospice, and nursing home services. Menino's is a joint commission accredited pharmacy that offers personalized specialty medications and compounds, as well as medication synchronization and a variety of packaging options. Menino's Pharmacy accepts private insurance, Medicaid, and Medicare, and is located at 113 West Charles Street, 
Hammond, Louisiana, area code 70401. Mr. Rogers said, look for the helpers. You can always find people who are helping. Thank you to all the first responders who put their lives in danger to help us when my brothers and sisters need them. We look out for the helpers because they look out for us. Learn how you can help first responders by texting BRAVE to 24365. We are back and we are live. We are at Rainbow Daiquiri's here in downtown Hammond. It's inside Southeastern Basketball with head coach David Kiefer. And uh, come on by. You've still got some time to come on out and hang out and see all the crew here and uh, see our man Reed behind the bar. He'll hook you up and get you all, all you want. So, uh, Coach, uh, let's talk about our last uh, two ball games, Texas A&M Commerce, tough loss. You rebound, big win over Northwestern State. Uh, you really showed what your team was made of. And you take a look at the Southland Conference standings, and obviously McNeese, you know, stands out at 6-0, and but it's it's really a wide-open race if yeah, you, I mean, you look at it. We're two games out of second place, and we're at the bottom right now. It's, it's so early into the conference. It's a marathon, not a sprint, and all those teams that are above us, we either haven't played and we get to play them twice, or, you know, we'll return the favor and have a chance to uh, redeem ourselves, and, you know, hopefully we handle it and do what we're supposed to do. Taking a look at McNeese, they sit to the top at 6-0. and They're 17-2 and overall. They've played a lot of close games. I think every game in the Southland Conference that they've played has been a battle. I know they've fallen yeah. behind in a lot of ball games. I mean, you guys had a, a really tight game with them that pulled away a little bit late there, but uh, you were right there you know, with a few minutes left to go in the ball game on the road. And they had a, a game at Corpus last night. They get, a, I guess, a double tip in or whatever on a free throw mm -hmm. at, uh, at the buzzer to win. And uh, – you know, so they're six and zero. Talk about McNeese. I mean, they're a good ball club. Oh yeah, just the the talent level, and obviously Coach Wade's a really good coach. Um, and just you go to their place and play at their. I mean, they, we went there, and I don't know how it is for the other teams, but I mean, it was sold out. Yeah. And we're playing in there, and there's five thousand people in there. Everybody's standing up. Everybody's going crazy. You know, he's he he he's got it going. They and and they're just you know, they're they're really talented. They're athletic. They play with a ton of confidence. So. Um, they're going to be a really tough out, that's for sure. I think that's and one thing, obviously, it's it's good for any, any time a conference team is able to sell out their arena. and It's good for the league when, yeah, when, no you, doubt. when, when you play on the road like that, and, and hopefully that can rub off on other or, uh, you know, teams in the Southland Conference. And uh, So it's always good to see a team that, that you know, makes your, your league better. Uh, A&M Corpus Christi, of course, I wasn't here last week to talk about that one. That was a tough loss, and that was a team that just shot – ton of threes and uh, just volume similar to commerce but but another good basketball team four and two defending champions yeah yeah and, and really good coaches they were all there you know obviously the head coach left but that whole staff was was there last year you know got a couple good a couple pieces from from last year that returned but for the most part it's all it's all new guys really good juco players and they're doing you know pretty much the same thing got the same philosophies that implemented and those guys are really good coaches look you know jim jim shaw has been this is his first head coaching job, but he's been around some really, really high-level basketball coaches, and um, he's got a ton of support, Texas and Corpus Christi, and the amount of support and everything they got there. I mean, it, it should be a job that they're top, they should be top three in the, in the conference every year. We'll talk about Lamar coming up. I know we talked a little bit briefly off the air. We'll talk about them and the 
upcoming segment. Uh, they're four and two. Nickel State four and two. They had a big come from behind win in overtime last night. HCU at three and three. Northwestern State, the opponent you beat last night, they're three and three. And then you're right there with UNO at two and four. So again, everybody bunched up. Commerce one and four. UIW has yet to win a basketball game, but in conference play. But in your opinion, just talk about the league as a whole, the talent. I know the portal is a new thing. Some, a lot of players coming and going. There's some new coaches in the league. Just where do you see the talent level in the Southland Conference compared to what it's been the last few years? Um, I think I think it's, you know, it, it, it's a lot of team. You know, McNeese has always been really, really talented. Now they've taken it up to a whole yeah. other level. But, you know, McNeese, is, every year that I've been in the league, they've had a top three or four talent roster. You know, maybe not last year, but them guys have always just been, you know, They've always had some some really good players, you know. So you you know, um, I think it, I think it's kind of similar. What I will say, it seems like defensively this year, it seems like teams are better defensively as a, as a whole than they've been in, in the past. I think um, I think some of the teams like Corpus Christi still still what they are defensively. I think McNeese got better. I think the 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 culture and what Coach uh, Brooks is doing over at Lamar, you can see start to see that they they guard they're better. I think Coach Sadler, what they're doing at Nichols, they've got old-fashioned way of going to get them some some really talented players but they're keeping the scores lower they compete I think defensively they've done a good job um, Northwestern State you know last year I thought they kind of won just they had two of their best players, players on the team that they just kind of beat you with those two guys and they just figured out a way to win this year Northwestern State I think defensively is good and I think they just play their butt they just play their tails off um, UNO is always known for the for the defensively and I think com commerce uh, you know record isn't great but I think Last year's team and this year's team for him, you know, again playing them, I thought they they defensively were defensively were better than they were last year. Last year they were really hard to guard because they'd have five guys on the floor that could all really shoot the three ball, and it was six nine, six ten. They'd spread you out and they'd really outscore you. And I thought you could kind of out tough them. Now when they came to our place, I thought they just they out toughed us, you know. And all I can really go by is that game when I saw them in that moment in front of our face, and I thought defensively and their and their energy and toughness was better than it was. Um, last year, I, I think defensively, I think our, our, our league's better, but I think the talent level is, you know, about so about what it's been. You know, take away McNeese, probably what they have going on this year. Yeah, and the way the you know the Southland Conference tournament you know goes, I think the fans need to realize the top two teams get a double bye, so you you really want to shoot to be in that top yeah. two, and then the next two get a single bye. Mm so at very least you want to be in those top four if, if you can to avoid having to play every day yeah if you want to you want to get no no team has won the south and commerce tournament that didn't get a single at least a bye you know there's been several times where a three or four seeds won and won three games you know corpus christi did that two years ago but it's usually the one or two but again Stephen f since i've been in the league it's, i think it's happened three times in the eight years so and Stephen f austin did it corpus christi did it and i believe uh uno no I can't remember. There's a third team we were talking about just the other day, but I think that made it. That was a three or four. Well, season. That's SFA one year, was it? They did it one year. I can't remember, but it, it's it's happened. So you just you don't it, four games gets a little ridiculous, but you know three games is, isn't out of the question. And I think the style of play that we play, and even though we don't play a ton of guys, but I think I think that um, whether just just get us in there and get us a buy, and I think we're totally capable of doing that. You guys have shown you're capable of, you know, back when you did the uh, preseason conference tournament, you were able to go and win three games on the road and, yep. and uh, neutral site. And, and um, so you've done that before as a program, and it's, it's very possible to do. And, you know, again, four and two to two and four, that's kind of where the separation is between second place and uh, 
eight, ninth place. Uh, you know, so really you, you, you return the, the favor and you go and you win and you split road games, you're right there. So yeah. uh, Southland Conference wide open for anybody. And, um, again, it's going to be a great race uh, down the stretch. Is You know, it's a, a very balanced league as we talked about. Um, anything else uh, about the conference while you're um, talking about? Yeah, no, just – you know, like you're saying, you know, we got Lamar and Houston Christian coming up, and obviously we're sitting and we're, we're sitting two and four, but you know they're four and two. But if we if we do handle business and do what we're supposed to do, all that, you know, all this is going to play itself out in that in the upcoming weeks. And then um, it's just that's why you just got to make sure that every day you're trying to get ev better. And we tell our guys you're either getting better or you're getting worse. You're never really staying the same. So just make sure that we're peaking at the right time and. Hopefully, right now, that's this is the point where our guys' confidence and our mojo and our energy and our toughness is is going to show more now than ever. I don't know how much we can talk about this. I, I'll mention it a little bit, but uh, a nice addition to your your basketball team for the future. I don't know how much you can talk about that, but yeah, we actually he got enrolled um, <coughs> yesterday. Um, he got a transfer and that won't be able to play till next season. Um, but we'll be able to have them in and potentially practice or just maybe not even practice, but just do individuals, get acclimated with the school and the program. But um, our young man by the name of Danton, Dantuan Grimes um, from Baylor University um, was a point guard. Um, you know, as everybody knows, Baylor's top ten in the country, and Dantuan was playing minutes for them. And um, my assistant coach, uh, Cody McCoy, coached him at junior college at Kilgore for two years. They had a tremendous relationship. And Things didn't go great at Baylor. They decided to part ways at the semester and kind of wanted to get with somebody that he trusts and get back with um, it's almost considered family with with each other and um, wants an opportunity to get you know to be a really good player and um, told him he's got an opportunity to come here next year. We need a point guard and we need a guy to come in and be a good player and be a good leader and be a good person and that's what he wants to do. But um, obviously that's next year and we got to make sure we're focusing on this year. Yep. But for the future because that's the lifeblood of a program is recruiting and players and that's what wins you games and um, we're really excited because I think that you know from all the film I've seen and according to my assistant and all that I mean I think this guy's going to be one of these you know Marlon Veal, Keon Clearville, one of these you know best guards that this school has seen before. And very productive at Baylor you know limited minutes but he's played big, big minutes and big games yep. and uh, certainly very productive on a minute you know Pro-rated basis has uh, done a very good job. I think he's averaging right at five points or so, and yeah. uh, shooting the lights out from three. So that's a big addition. And I know you guys are on some other guys. Uh, I know you can't talk about those, but I know that's got to, uh, you know, with where things are with that, that's got to make your staff feel good that you're able to build on what you've, you've got going on. And, and oh, it's going. really exciting, especially you know when we got the commitment is right after the commerce loss. <laughs> yeah. So it's like four <laughs> losses in a row, and then that night he committed. So it almost felt like you won a game. Right. You know, we were really excited and gave us a little bit more juice. And But, no, it just, it, it's really exciting because it, it's the point guard position. And anybody that knows the style that we want to play, um, and it's not been as much this year. We did it a little bit last night, but how we want to play. We want to get out. We want to play. We want to play fast. We want to pick up. We want to pressure. We want to have athleticism on the court. And um, D'Antoine Grimes is 6'2". A, a, is He's built like Roger McFarlane ripped up um, he can really shoot the basketball he gets players around him better people want to play with him and then just what you really love is when on the defensive side of the floor the guy picks up he guards and everybody remembers how Keon Clairsville used to guard and have that relentlessness and toughness and um, I just don't 
really excited, and I think the people of Hammond, they'll, they'll be really excited when they see this guy play, and um, he's got a chance to be a really good player for us. But just got to get him, get him down here, make sure that he's doing what he's supposed to be doing and being the leader that he can be and um, potentially help this team win a championship with uh, in practice every day. You guys have certainly had a run of guards here, you know, Boogie Anderson and yep. obviously Keon Clairjo, as you mentioned, Marlon Beal before that. So uh, the point guard position has been a um, – big uh, staple here at Southeastern yeah. under the tenure Jay Ladner and yourself so uh, glad to get him on board uh, we're gonna go ahead and step away we'll come back we'll talk more about Lamar we'll talk about HCU and just uh, wrap things up here on Inside Southeastern Basketball with head coach David Kiefer right here from Rainbow Daiquiri's in downtown Hammond and back after this timeout on the Southeastern Sports Radio Network Rainbow Daiquiris is a proud location sponsor of the David Kiefer Radio Show and this broadcast on the Southeastern Sports Radio Network. Rainbow Daiquiris has been serving the Hammond area since 1984. Located at 14384 West Thomas Street in Hammond, Rainbow Daiquiris offers a variety of daiquiris and beer plus pool tables. With late hours, Rainbow Daiquiris is proud to support Lion Athletics and this broadcast on the Southeastern Sports Radio Network. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for providing the facilities to meet my health and nutritional needs in order for me to be the best student athlete I can be. For making game day experiences go from ordinary to extraordinary. For allowing me to meet new people and build lifelong friendships while competing at the school I love. For giving me the resources to pursue my degree and the ability to excel in the classroom. For helping me look my best as I compete and achieve my goals. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Lion Nation, for your support. You help make a difference in the daily lives of more than 300 student-athletes wearing Southeastern green and gold. We couldn't do it without you. Your favorite coaches club is available through the Lion Athletics Association by phone at area code 985-549-5091. Also available online at www.lionup.com. For everything about Southeastern athletics, including schedules, live game coverage, and stats, visit lionsports.net. is flying by and then that's no uh, different here tonight is uh, inside southeastern basketball with head coach david Kiefer. we are live from rainbow daiquiris and our final segment and coach uh, we talked about you know the big win last night over northwestern state and uh, big recruiting news uh, for you and your basketball team now it's time to turn your attention to lamar that's uh, coming up on saturday you travel over to beaumont and then you on to hcu after that but let's talk about lamar i know uh, this is one of those sneaky good basketball teams that didn't have a great record last year, but they return a lot, and uh, they've got some injured guys back and batted some pieces, and just talk about how they're playing right now. Yeah, you just see them getting better every year. You know, I think Coach Brooks has had his team as for in year one. I think they won one or two Division One basketball games, and then uh, year two was his year last year. I want to say they only won about six or seven basketball games, and look at them now. They're sitting at 10-9. and nine. All he's done is get better every single year. He gets his guys returning. He made a couple of roster moves, some of his leading scores. As people, coaches know, you know, there's, there, there's, uh, there's, what is it? There's lies. <laughs> there's Statistical. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You know where I was going with that. Oh and, yeah. and they had a couple of those guys last year that just looked really good with their statistics, but they weren't winners. And he talked about that, and he said they're going to be much better this year because he brought back the right guys. And you can watch them play. They looked more, they look more connected when they play. They look like a better basketball team. They compete. They defend. 
um, they're going to be a good. They, they are. They're, they are a good basketball team, and um, we got our hands full on Saturday. Yeah, you look at their their scores in this year, and you know they've had you know, a tight game at SMU. They beat UTSA. They uh, went over UL Monroe. Big win over them by 24 points. Close loss at Southern Miss, or at home against Southern Miss. And uh, you know they've been in some tight ball games, but right. you know again, um, you know beat Nickel State 78-76. That was an overtime win, and. Again, just a good-looking basketball team in a program that has a, a proud tradition and, yeah. and haven't had a lot of success as of late. But, you know, Beaumont, they love their basketball over there, and, uh, you know, they're going to bounce back. So yeah. it looks like they have. No, Lamar is a great basketball shop, you know, and, um, and, and just the facilities they have. And like you said, they got they love their basketball, and you, you get some homegrown players from, from Beaumont a lot of times. And, um he, he's starting to turn around. You start looking at those games, and they're, and they're starting to – people are starting to file in there and starting to, starting to build it up and pick it up. And um, Coach Brooks has done a, done a heck of a job. And, and you know, just, just the returners, again, you know, the guard play, and they got a b the, the big kid that they got that put up really good numbers last year but didn't get a chance to play in conference play that's, that's playing right now. And um, you just see them getting better every game. And <coughs> um, and I think the biggest difference with them uh, when I watch them is I think they, they, they defend and um, – those guys just try to make it hard for you. And la last year, I just thought that, that they didn't defend like they do this year. What do you guys got to do to get a win over there? Um, we got to make sure we don't turn the ball over. You know, the Lamar does a good job. Like we talked about defending, and they, they pick up full court. They make things hard for you. If we can, you know, Roscoe's got to be our, our Patrick Mahomes. You know, he's got he's to manage the game. He's got to run the plays, but he's also got to, you know, make one when, it, when it's there. Um, but, again, going back to the last game versus – First Northwestern State, you know, I think toughness, defense, and rebounding travels. You know, you want to go win on the road, you got to defend, you got to rebound. Um, so we go over there, and again, what our team's totally capable of doing, and we talk about being the best defensive team in the conference, and we talk about being the best rebounding team in the conference. So um, talk is cheap, so we got to get over there, and we got to defend, and we got to rebound. We defend and rebound, we'll be right there when we need to be. Lamar is 4-2 and two in conference play, won their first three, lost two in a row, lost to McNeese. On the road, and then a tough one at HCU by a point, but they rebounded last night with a win over Texas A&M Commerce. So they're four and two, and really a basket away from being five and one. So right. uh, certainly going to be a, a, a tough game for you and your your club. And then I know you don't want to get too far ahead, but uh, Monday night because the, the way the show nature of it, right. we got to talk about the next two opponents. You got HCU. Seems like they're much improved. Oh no doubt. And, you know, I, I you know Coach Contrell, who's an unbelievable coach, he's been there forever. Um, one of the you know all-time winningest coaches ever in, in NIA, NAIA history, and he came right into the Southland Conference and had a really good basketball team. And you know the last couple of years they've kind of been down, but man, they're always so hard to play. And I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but they, they're three and three this year, and I don't feel like they've been three and three a couple the past couple of years. And they got a couple key returners from last year, and you know how big to have returners is in this league. And the other thing that you know is how hard it is to play in that Cracker Box gym that they have. You know, it's a bad middle school gym, and I'll tell yep. Coach Conner, but it's it's a bad middle school gym, and they're going to be 200 people in there, and that's a sellout. And it's just – it's hard to play there. Um, and, and they know that, and they take advantage of that. And uh, so it's at their place on Monday. But, you know, it's the floor – the it's still 94 feet, and the hoops are 10 feet high. So, you know, you just got to figure it out. Don't forget the uniforms. You know, they wear those uh, uh, yeah. cartoon <laughs> – uh, uniforms that they wear, but uh, you know they're three and three right now. And you take a look at their conference schedule. You know they had an overtime loss at Nichols. Seems like Nichols are play is playing a lot of overtime games. Right. 
uh, in winning them. But uh, Nichols, they lost that ball game, 94 or 98-94. And look, and Houston Christian was up 20 in the second half. Yeah, and, and, and well, same <laughs> Nichols last night yeah. lost the game, yeah. same same type of way. But um, you know, Corpus Christi handled them pretty well. They come back, they beat Commerce, they lose a tough one uh, at Northwestern State, but then they come back and beat Lamar, a team's going to play on right. Saturday, 78-77. So, uh, and then UNO 88-80 uh, last night. So certainly, you got your work cut out for you on the road. Oh, no doubt. You know, and it's conference play. Anytime, every sing every single game is life or death. You know, and especially on the road. You want to win, you got to defend and rebound. And Houston Christian plays with a different type of energy at their place. They really shoot the ball well. They play fast. You want to make sure you keep it as a five-on-five five game. You make them stay in half court. You make things tough for them. Limit them to one shot because they're always going to be physical. They're always going to have bigs that rebound. They like to play out of their bigs. They got a guard, a, di a couple dynamic guards. So keep them in front of you um, and, and make sure they get nothing easy in transition. You know, we got to make sure, again, we don't turn the ball over there. I know a couple years ago we had a bad – a bad loss over there because we kept turning the basketball over. And uh, you can't do that against um, teams like Houston Christian because we'll make you pay near the end. No doubt about it. Uh, coming up on Saturday, Southeastern at Lamar, then at HCU next Monday. And um, that's, you know, pretty much uh, the state of the Southeastern basketball program right now. You went one-on-one -on -one this week, coming up this weekend. And, you know, we talked about conference play. Anything, you know, about your program that, public needs to know anything you guys are doing behind the scenes uh, uh worthy or noteworthy <laughs> um no nah, we're just i mean honestly the guys just class has just started back going you know and, and and the guys just the day's busy you know we got individuals going the guys come over we watch film every single day you know today was our off day which is weird you know tuesday being an off day i, I loved our thursday saturday and wednesday saturdays i didn't yeah, I was going to ask yeah. you about that. I mean, again, I don't want to lead you down a rabbit hole. No, I don't get Sundays off. I like <laughs> to spend my Sunday with my family. Now I'm driving to so Nichols. So you're saying you Sunday. like the schedule the way it used to be? Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, so how did that happen? Talk talk about what uh, They just that. talked about, I mean, honestly, I mean, they talked about getting better officials for a Monday night, which, you know, makes sense because there's not any, a lot of other college basketball games. But really for what the cell phone pays, you're getting what you're going to get. And, um, you know, they, they do this tiering system where one official is going to get more than the other ones on a Monday night. And really all we did was complain about the officials and give a raise to the officials that we're complaining about. So we have the same officials on Monday night, and they just got a raise. Now explain for, you know, the fans that are listening, you know, football, ha you know, you'll have conference-affiliated officials, and sometimes they're affiliated with a Power 5 conference right. and then also the Southland Conference. But how does uh, – it work in the Southland Conference. Is it a regular rotation of officials, or should they assign them? Yeah, there's a there's one assigned um, official, um, Curtis Shaw, and another man that has a group of officials in his network that he kind of just assigns them. So he's the head of the Big Twelve, he's the head of the Southland Conference, and maybe one other conference. And he just has a group of officials that he assigns uh, games to. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, that's a, that's a little bit different than than college football, but uh, coach, we're uh, we're getting close to about out of time here. We've got about five more minutes left on the show. And, and um, you know, again, uh, big win last night. You guys played you know, your, your hearts out and just really showed what your, your ball club's made of and, and showed that fight that you have to have and, and, the, and the bounce back. And, you know, we were talking about it off the air. It's the response. Right. You know, I mean, obviously you, you never want to play a bad basketball game. Right. But the response, I know, is, is what you're looking for. 
Yeah, no doubt. And um, and Coach Roan kind of talks about. I can't get into all the details. He talks about it in the in the film room when we had our meeting. But you know, when when you have children or you have players, the biggest thing that you know, because they're always going to make mistakes. You know, nobody's perfect, and you're going to get on them. And the biggest thing that you want to see is you know is them respond in the right way. You know, and uh, I thought again, our, our guys. T- came out and played one of the worst basketball games I think since I've been the head coach and not this the score because we've lost some we've lost some games by a lot of points in some certain places but in conference w- knowing what our team is capable of and what we did the other night um, was very disappointing disheartening all of the above um, and watching our players hold themselves accountable not getting you know pointing fingers and blame anybody to but themselves um, take the criticism and come out and play exactly how we know we're capable. Again, we didn't make shots. We didn't run around and hit 15, 20 threes, and and do it. And it wasn't pretty at times. But I thought that we we out toughed them. We outworked them. Um, I, we we were the aggressor from the start, like you said, from the, from the jump ball. We were the aggressor. Um, we talked about all week about how hard it is to win, and winning hurts, and winning's painful. And watching the guys, like I said, Alex Woodard throwing up with four minutes to go, Roscoe Eastman bruised ribs, bloody lip, and, and, and we find a way to win. Winning is not easy, and the guys got to understand that. And it's conference play. It don't matter if it's McNeese or conference. We're getting the preseason number one. We're getting everybody's best shot, and it don't matter what our record is right now. But we're getting everybody's best shot, and we got a senior-led group few more games to go so every game you should be hurt well, I'll tell you what uh, all the folks here at Rainbow Daiquiri's here tonight I know they appreciate it and uh, take your ha- uh, big hand round of applause for all the folks showing up here tonight at Rainbow Daiquiri's a great host here on Inside Southeastern Basketball with David Kiefer and uh, coach that's going to about wrap it up uh, for us for this week and um, looking forward to next week we'll talk about Lamar and HCU yes sir yes sir we got a um, big road trip ahead you know we had our off day today play tomorrow I mean practice tomorrow practice Thursday hit the road Friday uh, tough game Saturday handle business hopefully and then hit the road Sunday go get another tough one come back home for another off week and then get back going again with a couple home games that'll do it right here from Rainbow Dacker he's like to thank our man Reed behind the bar like to thank Richard Tiberville for all his uh, information Kimmel Chapel sports information director here at Southeastern and the good Dr. Damon Sunday who's uh, working the board here for us tonight on 90.9 the lion your lion nation station uh, KSLU and uh, coach David Kiefer and I am Mark Willoughby we will see you next week right here on inside Southeastern basketball with head coach David Kiefer right here from Rainbow Dacker's on the Southeastern Sports Radio Network. Broadcasts on the Southeastern Sports Radio Network are a product of Lion Sport Properties. For more information on how you can support future broadcasts, contact Lion Sport Properties at area code 985-549-2570. We're your Lion Nation station, KSLU Hammond, America.